1: Hello and welcome to the PHNX Suns podcast, a, a merger pod that we were hoping we wouldn't have to do, but we do, even though the NBA All-Star game's going on. I'm your host, Greg Esposito ahoy Hoy, joined as always. I saw Bookman. Saul. I'm not going to ask you how you're doing because I have a feeling I already know how, but, uh, let's just get into it. Chris Paul out six to eight weeks with a right thumb avulsion, uh, which is a fracture of that thumb. Uh, and it's, it, 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 excuse me. I misspoke. He's not out six to eight weeks. He'll be reevaluated in six to eight weeks, which means we don't really know what the exact timetable for this injury will be and when we will see Chris Paul back on the court
0: yeah it's uh, not the greatest news you wanted to hear you you hoped it was just like maybe a, a you know a jammed thumb or a sprain or something like that but uh, clearly this is probably uh, I don't know if it's as bad as it could possibly have gotten but uh, you know it's not the greatest thing in the world I'll tell you that much right now and, and just to let everybody know I'm just gonna read this so I don't screw it up if you're unsure what an avulsion is, it is uh, it is uh, an avulsion is a fracture that occurs when a small chunk of bone attached to a tendon or ligament gets pulled away from the main part of the bone. Doesn't sound great. It's usually common in hips, elbows, and feet. Uh, this is the rare instance where obviously it's the hand. Um, and uh, you know, fortunate for fortunate enough for me, uh, I have a doctor in the family. I asked her. Uh, what she thought about, you know, what this could mean, and she said, "Well, there's two different scenarios and two different paths, and I'm not trying to worry everybody, but most of the time, fairly very simple injury. Uh, you just need to rest it, ice it, um, and then at some point when when the when the fractured piece comes back to the bone, uh, you, you know, obviously you start to heal." Um, you got to work on that range of motion, which is what uh, CP3 will will obviously have to endure. In a very, very, very rare case, um, the fracture is too far away from the bone um, and that will require surgery to merge the two back together. That's obviously something that we hope to avoid and probably the reason why for the six to eight week uh, benchmark. And uh, so, and she said she had that same injury, uh, ironically enough, and she said that it, it was tough, but um, you know, four to five weeks, she said she was feeling pretty much back to normal, so we're going to hope that that's the same thing for CP3. And As we discussed, I had a similar injury as well, and you can kind of see right here on the tip of my, my finger, uh, I, ha- I still have a fracture uh, that has merged with the bone compared to this where it's nice and flat right here. This is broken off. Um, and uh, and I got back on the basketball court basically the next week. Now, non-shooting hand, shooting hand, different scenario. It was not on my shooting hand, so that's probably a little easier for me to deal with. Plus, I wasn't in the NBA, I wasn't an all-star, and I wasn't the face of the franchise uh, or the second face of the franchise for, the, for a budgeting NBA championship team. So uh, a
1: little bit of a different scenario. Were you a point guard out of curiosity? Were you handling the ball on a regular basis? I I was. I was. So I'm just looking at this uh, while you were talking. I was listening as well. But uh, the (laughs) NBA playoffs, all first round series are set to begin April 16th or 17th, which if I did my counting correct, is right at that, I believe, seven or eight week. uh, I think it's the eight week mark for this. So this is going to butt up right to. Basically the playoffs, which is which is concerning, especially if that second option that you said after they reevaluated is this thing has not healed appropriately. Now, my guess is if we get to that point, and this is pure speculation, but at that point, I'd imagine CP3 opts to play with the injury and deal with the pain and get surgery after the fact if he can play through it. But this is it's, it could be worse. Let's start there. This could have happened last week of the season, which would have kept him out two months of the playoffs right now. There's time to heal, but it is still not ideal, right? <laughs> this is, this is not what you want. If you could have had a perfect situation for this, this is as close as it, as you can be six and a half game lead in first place, a enough time for him to potentially heal before the playoffs and a week left before uh, the deadline to add players for them to be eligible for the playoff roster. So there's still an opportunity to be a player in the buyout market. But man, this is – I'm just going to say it like it is. This sucks, right? You're, you're yeah, riding it high. It sucks.
0: It, it, yeah, of course it sucks. It's not ideal. But you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to sound like every other shitty fan base out there that whined and cried about their star player getting hurt, and this is the reason why we didn't do as well. No, no, no. This Suns team was built on depth, and I will I will sit here and say this until I am blue in the face. Um, you know, we're not going to see a lot of point book because you did bring in some some bona fide backups. Uh, campaign is going to be expected to to contribute at a much higher level. And, you know, and, and this is what they, they, they got brought in for. And typically when something like this happens, the rest of the team understands they got to pick up their level of play, you know, and I'm looking at two guys specifically. Campaign, when returning from an injury um, and, and trying to get back into form and replace Chris Paul to a degree. And honestly, I never thought I'd say the day, but Landry Shaman. Landry Shaman has got to do um, what they brought him in to do and at least be a bona fide scorer to a degree which can be respectable for that second unit. If those two things happen, then I think this Suns team, listen, they got a nice, easy schedule the second part of the season. This is why you go 48 and 10 and build up all that, you know, that that leeway to give yourself a little room for area, era, error when you get down the, the stretch. And, um, you know, I, I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be fine. I think they've done enough where they could probably hold on to the one seed. I'm not too concerned about that. And um, you're hoping to play, a, a you know, a, anybody from 7 to 10 could be, you know, trash or hit a hot streak. You never know. So um, I'm not too concerned about it.
1: Yeah, you're, you've are you built enough of a, a, a cushion that you're going to have home court in, the, uh, in the, at least the first round, likely first two rounds uh, of the playoffs. And if you fall out of that one seed to the Warriors, so be it, right? That, that whatever happens... Happens in that case. But Edward uh, in the chat said, Holiday, and I agree, Ho- Aaron Holiday, another guy that you made the move at the deadline so you had depth in case something happened. Now you're going you're to see it. The last time Campaign started a game for the Suns, he had 29 points, nine assists. That was that playoff game, granted, but we know Campaign has it in him to step up a- and help this team. Uh, then there is, like we said, the buyout market. Gordon is available on the buyout market. The Suns have half their mid-level exception uh, available still, so they will be able to pay more than most teams that still are out there looking at it. Uh, there's a chance that Eric Gordon could get bought out uh, from Houston. Uh, also Dennis Schroeder. There's there's potential options that you can add still that, that can be insurance in here. I'm not going to hit the panic button. I actually think... This could be where we see Aaron Holiday uh, show what he really is made of, be the backup to campaign and put in some minutes that make you go, wow, this guy was undervalued in Washington. So these are all opportunities. But the biggest opportunity to me with this Chris Paul injury, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a lot this week, but I want to bring it up uh, in this moment, is this is the time for Devin Booker to shine. This is the time, guess what? We said if you have two MVPs, you have no MVPs. Well, right now, you got one MVP candidate on the court, and if he goes out there and for the next six weeks uh, keeps the Suns at the win percentage where they're at, holds off the Warriors and gets that one seed and, and plays at the level we all know he can and have seen him play here in Phoenix, he could vault himself right into the thick of that MVP conversation, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that.
0: No, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I would also say that you don't have to worry about the Warriors as much, uh, or only the Warriors, because the Grizzlies are right there as well. And I know everybody's worried about the Warriors and them getting Draymond and all the pieces back and stuff like that. But the the Grizz are just are almost just as good, and they've been they've picked up their level of play as well. So um, those two teams holding them off, and, and I agree with you, Espo. I think. Devin Booker, listen, we've talked about how come these two these two players are not being considered um, in the MVP race. And Devin Booker, without a doubt, has the opportunity to dominate the MVP race right now, being the best player on the best team. And if he holds it down the last 28 games of the season, there should be no doubt who this year's MVP is um, because nobody has really solidified it to the degree uh, of what you'd like to see. And Chris Paul and Devin Booker – Unfortunately, have kind of neutralized each other in that conversation, so you can't really pinpoint which one's more important. Well, we're about to find out. And I would, I would wager the guess that Devin Booker understands that he knows that. And also, the other thing that listen, you gotta look at the glass half full on this. I've been, I've been pounding the pavement. It feels like for about two months about rest and getting rest for some of these guys. And Devin Booker's probably not going to get too much rest, but CP3 is, and CP3 is older, and CP3 wore down. This, uh, down the stretch of the playoffs last year, um, especially in the finals. This is a good thing, I feel like, for CP3 to be able to rejuvenate himself, uh, get, get completely right, full health, probably the first time he's ever entered the playoffs fully healthy um, and ready to go, and it's going to be magnificent to see him at full speed. Uh, I, I truly believe that this team is in a good position um, to thrive without him they're going to have a couple bumps, obviously. I would expect those bumps to happen here in the short term, like the next week or two, while they kind of figure things out. But after that, I feel like they'll get into a nice little groove. They're just too damn good of a team to be, to to let this completely derail them. Um, so I don't see that happening. I think I think they're going to survive. They're gonna they're gonna be fine. They're gonna hold on to that one seed. And um, Devin Booker, man, it's his time. It's his time. Yeah.
1: That's yeah, definitely his time. And uh, look, uh, Fabio in the chat says, I think the center will struggle without CP3. I still think that that DeAndre Ayton can thrive with or without CP3. It'll be in different ways because you won't have Chris Paul setting him up, but he's another guy that now he has to step up, right? Yep. You're no longer the third option or, or 3A to Mikael Bridges' 3B. You're now the second option in this offense. So he has to stand up and prove uh, I'm worth the max by showing up. That's what great players do. So, you know, he showed up last year in the playoffs when everybody said he had to, well, Deandre Ayton's playoffs start now. He needs to be that guy. He needs to be that dominant center for the next six weeks and into the playoffs uh, to prove that he is worthy of being the number two option on a title contender.
0: Absolutely. Hey, listen. A bunch of dudes need to earn their money right now. And DeAndre Aiden, again, we we've we've talked about it all year since we before the season started, you know, you got to earn your money. And DA stepped up big time in the playoffs when he felt like, you know, when the when the promise finally got into his face of possibly earning the max kind of money, and he knew other dudes were on on the brink of getting the same thing. He showed up in the playoffs and he and and even Chris Paul thought he earned himself a bag. Didn't get it. Okay. Here's yet another opportunity for you to step up, help this franchise, and really, more importantly, show show the, the, the outline for what the future could possibly be like without Chris Paul because eventually that day is going to happen, and if you have a core four, and we, we all think that we have a core four right now in Book, DA, Mikael, and Cam, then this is a great opportunity for those four individuals to take over this team, dominate, and take them to another level, um, and a level that people didn't think that they could do without Chris Paul. And I think they learned so much in the last year and a half with Chris Paul in tow that they're going to be just fine moving forward and obviously with Monty's leadership.
1: What do you think about Chris Paul's decision to play in this All-Star game? I mean, that's it's going on right now as we speak uh, he's he's playing minutes right now seems a little weird to me
0: again it said reevaluated in 6 to 8 weeks we don't even know if he's completely out for 6 to 8 weeks right like that's not official right like it just said that that he's he's got a 6 to 8 week injury do i did i read that right
1: uh it said he'll be reevaluated in 6 to 8 weeks what it's a, okay. you can you can read into that how you will
0: he says, says he has an injury, says it's going to be reevaluated in six to eight weeks. Yes. But none of that says he will be out for six to eight weeks. No. Which is usually out, what maybe. they put in there, right? Well, he could be out. He, he might come back on Monday. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't when know when how you say
1: reevaluated in six to eight, that usually means they know that that's the bare minimum a guy's going to be out. But in the end, maybe. it's Chris Paul's decision. It's his thumb, right?
0: as he leaves i don't know maybe i'm wishful thinking here but uh yeah i mean is he dribbling with his right hand i don't know i'm not watching
1: the game so yeah i look, look i if the doctor said look you can't do much more damage to it by doing this and if you rest then that's all that's gonna wind up you know getting this better fine whatever play in this for a minute or two come out so you can say hey the one of the top 75 players of all time played in the game, tip his hat, walk out. I'm a little confused by it though, quite frankly, because why risk even if there's the a, a minuscule risk of something happening to that thumb? But yeah, I know both I, they I, they stated both teams are aware of this injury, which means guys likely yeah. won't be playing hard defense on Chris Paul.
0: No, they're they're going to let Chris throw a couple lobs and then call it a day, I would assume. Like nobody wants to be that guy in an all-star game for sure. Um, you know, and, and he's on team LeBron, LeBron and CP three are boys and Monty's the head coach. Like everything kind of lined up for Chris Paul in this way, as good as it could have been. So uh, I'm not too concerned about this
1: at all. Yeah. Strikes me as a little selfish because maybe Michael would have gotten in, but so be oh, it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, so last thoughts, we'll get into this more heavily on tomorrow's scheduled episode, uh, but what? How much do you think this genuinely impacts the Phoenix Suns' chances of winning the Larry O'Brien Trophy? Because in the end, that's all that matters this season. Nobody cares about how many regular season wins they get. It's all about do they win the championship. Um,
0: I don't feel like it. it, it the only time, to- the only way, in my opinion, it would in it would affect it is if he was out longer than six to eight weeks. That's the only thing. Uh, but if he comes back, you know, a couple days, couple games before the playoffs or shit right at the playoffs, um, I think it will take them a kind of maybe half of a game to kind of get back into the flow of things. And then they'll pick up right where they left off and it'll be no, no big deal. So um, Chris Paul makes everybody's job easier. Um, it's it's much more difficult to go the other way where you had to go from like CP3 to, oh, I don't know, maybe an Alfred Payton because that was the only option you had. Yeah, things become significantly more difficult, but that's not the case here. Um, they've built their depth. They've done a great job building their depth. They've got they've done a great job of building the pieces around CP3 and elevating those pieces. Um, and now those pieces have got to stand on their own without him. And I think that they they've put themselves in a position to do that.
1: I'm concerned from the standpoint of if you wind up in the Western Conference Finals against the you know the Warriors and it goes to game seven and you have to go to San Fran and play against in front of that crowd, that becomes a, immensely more happen. difficult.
0: But they're six, not losing the one seed. They're not losing half, the one
1: seed. Yeah. The six and a half games and playing as well as they did to set them up for it makes it more palatable because they were prepared in case something were to in a, happen. In,
0: so. in a worst case scenario right now, as we stand, you're talking about the Suns having to go 21 and seven down the stretch to lose it. And the Warriors basically going 28 and Oh. Okay. Um, and so, so I, I just, with those variables in play along with the Grizzlies, like they're going to lose some games in the last, they're not going to go perfect down the stretch. Right. At least you hope they don't. Um, and and so, so I'm, in my estimation, if the Suns go 18 and 10 down the stretch, they'll secure the one seed. I completely think that's within their grasp. I I think they have an easier schedule in the second half of the season to do that. I'm not so concerned about the one seed at all. I I feel like they're going to handle their business.
1: Yeah. I mean, the math is in their favor. When -hmm. you look at it as a whole, this could turn out to be a positive as a, Dog in the chat says, "I think this actually helps our title chances. Yeah. Gives them a chance to learn to play without him, and without him bailing us out all the time. Uh, and that's a great point. You're going to have to have other guys step up in that clutch time, and that's, you know, in come playoff time, defenses can take away that main guy. So the more you have in there that can uh, can help you and step up big, the better it will be." So we will be back tomorrow at two p.m. live here on the YouTube page. We will be talking about the injury. Hopefully, get some uh, medical perspective on it here from an actual doctor. Give us some insight on it. We'll also give you. Oh, you do. You like Doctor Bookman in the house today? Did well, you do. like how I broke that down? <laughs> so I do. I do like how you broke that down. But the fact that that medical degrees from Cracker Jack you that you have, uh, I'd yeah. like to get a guy that spent eight years in college to become a doctor or a gal uh, it the, it doesn't have to be. It was a gal. the
0: it was the community college of the nevermind. There you
1: go. <laughs> look, uh, we'll do that. We'll take a look at everybody that uh, could be on the buyout market for the Suns to add depth at the point guard position. Yes, the chat we will talk about Goran Dragic as an option as well, and then we will look into what happened in the all-star game. How did Devin Booker play all that and much more coming up tomorrow, 2 PM live here on the YouTube page or wherever you get podcasts. So for Saul Bookman, I'm Aspo. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Ahoy, Ahoy.